It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. On the last Thrivology Podcast episode, I talked about the fact that where you are is a pretty good place to start. I want to be clear, though. That's your starting point. That's not your ending point. One of the things that has always been true about coaching is it starts with a basic question that somehow we ask the question of where do you want to be? People don't come to coaching because they say, you know what, I need your coaching because life's good, right? I'm at a good place. There's nothing else I want out of life. I don't want to make any changes. I don't want anything different in my life. Just leave me right here. So coach me on how to stay right here. That's not the coaching question. (laughs) The coaching question is, Where do you want to be? What we're looking for is the gap. The space between where we talked about in that last episode of where you are is a good good place to start. The secondary question of where do you want to get to? Where do you want to be? How do you like your life to be? What's your ideal? Where's the place that gets you there? Now, that's always nice because it creates the target, right? It gives us the destination of where we're going. But there's this other question that follows that. What keeps you from getting there? In other words, if you already know where you want to get to, and sometimes part of coaching is to figure out where you want to get to, but if you already know where you want to get to and you're not there yet, the question is, what's keeping you from there? What's holding you back? Sometimes people will tell me when I have that conversation that they have a resource problem. They don't have the resources at hand to get there. So then the question is how they gather those resources. Maybe they want to start a new company or maybe they want to start a new project or some new piece of life and they just don't have the resource. You know, maybe they say, gosh, you know, I'm going to have to go get another degree or training or backing or something that's going to get me there. So resources may be one of their things they say, and that's what keeps me from getting there. Sometimes they talk about opportunities. I just haven't had the right opportunity come to me, right? The next thing that sometimes people tell me is just luck, bad luck. I've tried things that haven't worked, right things haven't happened, I haven't been able to get a foothold, just bad luck. A lot of times they name some other outside piece, something that's not inside of them, something that's not in their control. So those outside pieces, the resources, opportunities, good luck, other outside pieces, they all step us into a place that's out of our control. It's external to us. I can't control those. So now we want to step into what we can control. And when we ask the question of what can you control and how does that hold you back, one of the things that comes out of that is fear. Fear is a big piece of why people have a hard time moving forward. Sometimes they have a fear of their inability to do something. They just don't feel like they're going to be able to to learn that. Sometimes it's really a matter of uh, one, being fearful about what others will think and say about them. Sometimes it's about safety. You know, they're afraid to take that big risk. You know, what if I did this and we lost everything? Whether it's their own personal safety or their family's security. Sometimes it's a fear of change. Change is tough, Right? None of us love change, especially when it's change we don't want. And sometimes we don't change until the the pain that comes along with not changing is so much higher than the pain of change. 
we just don't like to change. And so we have to wait for that, that fulcrum to change so we have some reason to do it. I want you to remember something I've talked about many times on the Thrivology podcast, that fear is in our wiring. It's in our DNA. It's in our brain. We are wired to fear. We are not fearless creatures. In fact, a lot of times I'll hear somebody say that they've written this book about how to be fearless, and I chuckle because I don't think you can actually be fearless. You can fear less. You can learn to deal with fears and mitigate them, but you're never going to be fearless. You're always going to have times when something pops up that brings you some fear. That's how we're wired. Our brain is looking for the danger points, constantly scanning. One time I was talking with a person who was doing all of this work to try to make sure nothing could go wrong uh, in a change in their life. And I said, wow, that's a lot of energy around the fear. And the person said, oh, it's not fear, it's preparation. And I said, let me ask you a question. What's behind your preparation? And we finally got to the point where we burrowed down far enough to see that the fee- there was fear behind the preparation. You know, why do we take care of things when, when we have a chance to rather than waiting until they get us into trouble? Because there's a deeper fear. We're trying to prepare for something that we already know and we have in there because our fear wiring is looking for the threats around us. That's unavoidable. So let's first understand that those fears that come our way are unavoidable. We can't stop them. They're going to come. Over the past couple of weeks, I've talked with some people, and they've said, I've always wanted to, and they filled in the blank that was some part of our conversation. A while back, I was in another city for an appearance on the TV show, and the person said, oh, what are you doing here? Because they were picking me up at the TV station. I said, oh, I was talking about a book I wrote. And the person immediately said, oh, I've always wanted to write a book. I said, oh, what keeps you from doing that? The person named reason after reason after reason, and the biggest reason was, I'm afraid I won't be able to do it, and that if I did do it, nobody would read it. That's a very common fear for every author I've ever met. They just continued and got it done. I was talking with somebody about paddleboarding, and they said, you know, I've always wanted to try that. And I said, well, why haven't you? And they said, well, I'm afraid I'll fall off. I won't be able to do it. My response was, everybody who starts on a paddleboard can't do it at first. And everybody who rides a paddleboard is going to fall. It's part of it, but that's just part of the game. Then I was talking to someone about my going to jiu-jitsu. And I said, you know, I'm really having a good time. It's a learning process. And they said, oh, I've always wanted to learn that. I said, what's keeping you from going? And they named off lots of different reasons. And a lot of it boiled down to feeling like they might not be able to do it. And here's the thing. Everybody who comes to class the first night of jiu-jitsu can't do it. Nor can they the second night or the third night. And here I am a year in, and I still feel like I'm very much a beginner. Learning is part of the process that gets us to the point where we go from our inability to our ability. Now, we all have three basic fears that float around in our lives. The fears of not having enough, not being good enough, and not being loved enough. Those fears are lodged into us. And so whenever we're thinking about a change, we're always running it through those pieces. Whenever we're thinking about life, we're running it through those pieces. Whenever we're thinking about anything, we're running it through those fears. What if I do all of this and I don't have enough? Right? 
That's a scarcity place to be. What if I do this and I'm not good enough? Well, at the beginning of any endeavor, nobody's good enough. That's the learning process. We want to pretend that we should just automatically be there. And then some of us have that fear of not being loved enough. What if people don't accept what I'm doing? What if people don't accept the changes? So I want to talk about two different pieces to this puzzle. The first one is comfort versus fear. Because to be honest, one of the things that we do to avoid the fear is look for the comfort. Sometimes it feels better to sit on the couch and kind of drone ourselves out on some media rather than taking the chance of going somewhere that might be scary. I was talking with somebody who had been away from jiu-jitsu class for a while, and I said, you know, what happened? And he said, you know, I just got used to sitting on the couch in the evenings and watching TV, and that seemed a lot easier than trying to learn this stuff and trying to twist myself into a pretzel. That's the comfort calling. We all need a place of comfort at times. The question is whether the comfort gets in the way of our aspirations. Maybe the comfort is what keeps us from getting to where we want to be. There's a second piece that I think is more important, and that is looking at courage versus fear. Years ago, I was working with my son's uh, Cub Scout troop, and the boys were talking. They were gathered around a project that we were doing, a little art project. They were working pretty hard to figure out that art project, and they were having a conversation. They were talking about this firefighter that had made a heroic um, save during the week. They're talking about that firefighter doing this, this heroic work. And I walked over and they said, you know, they thought that he had been courageous. And I said, well, tell me what you mean by courage. What's your definition of courage? They quickly told me that for them, courage was not having any fear. And so the person who was able to rescue that person could do it because they didn't have any fear of stomping into that burning building and bringing that person out. I said, well, that's interesting because I don't think that's courage. If you do something and you have no fear, you're just doing something. You know, if you go do something and you have no fear, even if others have it, you're just doing that thing. You're just doing it. Courage is doing something even when you have the fear. It's stepping into the direction of the fear. In some ways, it's doing something regardless of the fear. That's where courage comes from. And see, here's the trick. A lot of times when we realize that there's some fear that's keeping us from getting to where we want to be, we think the fear has to go away before we can take that first step. We keep waiting for the fear to go away. And so a lot of times when I have a conversation with somebody, we'll kind of boil it down to the fear. And I'll say, so why haven't you taken action? They'll say, because I'm afraid. And what I usually suggest is that that's not a because. That's just a statement of fact. They are afraid. That's a statement of fact. I'm not denying the fear. I'm suggesting that that's not the reason that they didn't take action. That's the excuse that they're telling themselves. Because if they, if they don't do something, then they don't have to face all of the other stuff that fear brings to our mind. A lot of times those fears of inability or what will others think or say? What, what about the safety? What, even if it's perceived safety, what if people make fun of me? Uh, or what if it's real safety? And what about change? And that's kind of scary. And what will people think about that if I make that? And so a lot of times people 
step away from their biggest dreams because they fear. But the fear is just an excuse. You see, courage is us choosing to move in the direction of something important, not because there is no fear, but in spite of the fear. Let me say that a little bit differently. Regardless of the fear, it's not really in spite of the fear. It's regardless of. In spite of means that the fear somehow motivates you. And for a lot of people, that's a a big piece to get to. So courage doesn't come because we have no fear. Courage doesn't come because we're swinging at fear. Courage comes because we continue walking towards what's important to us, regardless of how that fear hits us. Because something else is important enough that we go beyond it. So remember that coaching question? It's kind of important. If I say to you, what do you want to be? Where do you want your life to be? How is your life going to be the life you want? If I ask that question and you give me your real answer, not the one you you tell people just to get them off your back, but your deepest desire, whatever it is. Now we've gotten to something that is incredibly important to you. So if you answer, I didn't do it because fear got in my way, you're telling me that it wasn't important enough for you to choose a courageous path. I know that. I've done it many times in my own life. Something was incredibly important, but I let my fear hold me back. Now I realize, after all these years, that the fear would go away. And you know how it goes away? When we take a step forward. Because the funny thing about fear is the only way to calm it is to walk towards it, not away from it. Whenever we respond to fear by walking backward away from it, we actually are throwing more fuel into the fear. Think of fear as that little voice on your shoulder warning you, trying to keep you safe, or pretending to keep you safe, pretending to be your friend. If you listen to that voice, that voice knows that that voice can get stronger and louder, that that voice can say more things that that voice can control more and more of life. And the thing about fear is fear will always contract you more and more. Fear would like for you to live in the smallest place possible. Not because it's comfortable, because it feels safe. Not because it is safe, but because it feels safe. The box can be tight. That doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable, but safety, that's Fear's number one concern, at least making you feel safe, not be safe, but feel safe. Remember that we're always at risk of things. I was talking with someone a while back, and I was talking about being in business for myself, and he said, man, I would never do that. <laughs> I want, I, that's scary to me. I want somebody else to, to be doing things because I'm afraid. It just doesn't feel safe to me. And I said, do you know how many companies just in a day, on a whim, close? The perception of safety is what you're talking about, not the reality. So part of our task is to recognize that the world we live in is inherently risky. And our choice is how risky we're willing to push to get to what we find to be most important. So your coaching coaching question is, what do you want life to be? What's the biggest life you want it to be? What are the things that you say, you know, I want that. I want to get there. So when you keep 
thinking about that. Ask yourself, what's keeping you from getting there? And when you keep boiling it down until you get to the place where it's about your fears, then understand that the first step is a step towards your fear. That's where courage happens. Step towards your fear. Courage is not the opposite of fear. It's your response to fear that gets you to the life you want. If this has been helpful, I would love it if you'd grab one of my books. I've got a couple of books on thriving. One is Thrive Principles. Thrive Principles are 15 strategies for building your thriving life no matter what life is throwing you away. The other book is The Immutable Laws of Living. These are laws that are around us all the time that we bump into and they hold us back and we don't even realize they're there. Once we realize it, then it's easy to obey the laws rather than breaking them on a regular basis. Those two books can help you build out your thriving life and you can learn more by going to my website, leebalkum.com. That's L-E-E-B-A-U-C-O-M.com. Or just go to where you normally like to get your books and look up The Immutable Laws of Living and Thrive Principles. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to build your thriving life. You've been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it.